the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmsted, your host, and with me today for the second week is Dr. Victor Alinen. He is uh, a good friend of mine for Amen. 28 years, and uh, Victor, th- welcome back this week for Heart of the City. Thank you for asking me. Well, listen, you and I are shedding some tears uh, yeah. because, uh, as you shared last week, you had a uh, profound experience in your life that was life-changing. And, um, you know, we can't go back and, and s- s- tell the whole story because that was last week's story. If you want to hear the whole story, you can go to the wordseattle.com, click on the Heart of the City podcast, and uh, click on Victor Lean in Part 1, which is Part 1 of the story. But just to summarize, Victor... You grew up in Mukilteo. Yep. Father was uh, a tough guy. A tough Finlander. Never yep. said that he loved you. You just never felt that. Exactly. That yep. relationship of a of a father. Oh, you know those words. I love you. That hug. That kiss on the cheek from dad. Those those are things that are that are life giving, and uh, in my house that never came, and and I shared that what happened was I become then a rejected, I felt in my spirit, my soul, a rejection, and I fed that by performance. I became the best performer you've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, my, my personality is gregarious, I'm outgoing, but it, it, was a, it was a subtle deception because it was giving to get. Um, and my ministry, I did that uh, for 15 years. I love the people. I love the people. I loved you, Chuck. Mm-hmm. I love the people I pastored. But it was a subtle deception of needing something that I wasn't finding from God. I was finding from other people. And how many relationships are broken because they're established on a performance, a giving to get from the person instead of from the creator who adores you. Yeah. So you and your wife, Jeannie, and uh, your, your two sons, uh, you'd been pastoring for 15 years yep. in uh, Montana, eastern Washington, eventually in Muckleteo. Where God Fem- lives. Where God lives. Where God lives in, Muckle- <laughs> in, in, uh, in, in uh, Montana. <laughs> no, in Muckleteo. In Muckleteo, yeah, yes, yes. I know. Uh, you know, that that is my favorite city. Amen. It is. I, you know, uh, we're not talking about me today, but... My ashes are gonna are gonna be get spread over the the, the beach in Muckleteo, <laughs> right next to mine, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I want my kids to come and remember me. Exactly, is there in Muckleteo. So, anyway, Victor, you'd been back to the hometown that you love and uh, pastoring a, a church uh, called Family Life Center, 
And uh, there was a situation that came into your life that uh, was altering. Yes. Three years earlier, a Jezebel spirit uh, came to deceive me because uh, th- that spirit, it's an evil spirit, and it knows your weakness. It knows w- the most vulnerable part of your life. And a Jezebel comes after men that have authority. Why? Because they want it. They want to take it from you. They go after the prophetic people, person. Why? Because they want their roar to be heard and not yours. And this this thing created a gift-giving uh, where she sang my praises, told me how great I was, which totally f- fed my rejected, insecure spirit. She changed her looks. She became looking just like my wife and her hairstyle and, and how she moved and talked. And I bought into it. As I told you last week, I hook, line, and sinker. I swallowed it. And, uh, and what happened was I found myself in a compromised motel room where, um, where if it wasn't for the, the faces of my two sons illuminating in the darkness, um, something terrible it was terrible. It, adultery is a terrible thing, and, and that thing was on me. But, but because of the faces of my two sons, the, the whole sex act didn't happen. And, yeah. But I'm still an adulterer. I want you to understand that. Uh, you know, I, I've walked down the paths of many 12-step guys, and this was my sin. It was my, it was my uh, issue. And yeah. uh, and and I I was, but I thank God that the act didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, He spared you from that. Amen. Uh, he did. And so, three years later, you had shared this situation with a, a brother who you thought was in confidence, but yet it came out to church leadership. And after three years later, you're confronted. Correct. With a knock on the door, I said uh, last week, I said, my uh, crushing took place on a Monday morning with a knock on my door when my two favorite elders are saying, Pastor, can we see you? And, of course, I'm inviting them into my house. Right. They said, no, in your office. Little did I know waiting for me in my office were 14 significant men and women. And um, they confronted me. I confessed. Um, and with weeping, fell on my knees and asked forgiveness from every single one of them there. Uh, I said last week that it was my office that was that rock that rolled over me. And, uh, and thank God that his spirit was, st- was on me. Um, the faithfulness that is my testimony came on me as I got on my knees and asked every single one of them to forgive me. But then the question, you know, what am I going to do now? I mean, I've done this for 15 years, uh, successfully pastored and shepherded uh, people and started ministries and had TV and radio programs. and, And one bad night, one stupid night, one demonic night, now I'm, I'm caught, I'm lost not knowing what I was going to do. And uh, as I was going home, realizing I had to share with my wife and my two sons, I I was sobbing. And then God spoke to me uh, in my spirit. He says, remember, 
who you are. And I love that. It's all of us, we have a testimony. God has spoken his word over us, but we've got to be able to hear it when it's in the most desperate of times. Hear what his word is. Who are you? You need to find that out, folks. Chuck, that is so important for all of us. And then he says, remember who I am in you, the, the almighty God, the redeemer that makes it right, that that sets it up again, the do-over God. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I, I realize that that garden experience that we experience it in, uh, in the crushing that took place, that's an ongoing process in my life. And I want the folks to understand this. Your Garden of Gethsemane, when crushing happens, when that which you hoped for, uh, wished for, is getting crushed, Every new season that we walk in, that God moves us through, he takes us back to the garden. Mm. And we need to understand that. The garden, especially during this week, the garden is a huge part of the victory because Jesus gets crushed there. What gets crushed? His will. Not my will, but thine be done. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was struggling because he was being crushed. First, his will was crushed. Then his body is going to get crushed. And we, too, when we come into new seasons of our life, God is going to allow a crushing through a circumstance. An office will be coming your way. Hmm. A rock will Mm -hmm. be rolling over you. Why? To get the best oil of the Holy Ghost out of you. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes we we begin to strategize or begin to think, okay, Lord, I'm going to go through this this season in my life, uh, and you're questioning what's that going to look like. You don't really realize sometimes that it may take a few years. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it, it may not be a few days. It mm-hmm. may not be a few weeks, but it may take a little while. Oh, I was I was blessed. You know, he said— that which the Jezebel spirit meant for your destruction, I meant it for your good. I was counseling the principal of a middle school in Mukotil. I was he was going through a divorce, and and when I told all my clients that I was I was leaving, um, they said, "Well, what do you want to do?" He said to me, "What, what do you want to do?" And I said, "I've been praying and." and I'd love to teach. He says, can you teach P.E.? I said, shut the front door. (laughs) (laughs) I said, undergraduate degree from Washington (laughs) State University. He says, you counsel me free. No more $125 sessions. (laughs) You free counsel me for a year, and I'll hire you. I said, thank you. I shook hands. I said, thank you, Jesus. He hired me. Um, He ended up getting a divorce. That's sad. But I got hired. That's good. And I had for 20 Two years, the time of my life that, you know, I thought I was done. But God says, I got a chapter two working on you. Mm-hmm. And I had the privilege of teaching and changing lives of kids through young life. I'd have uh, in our church, the church that I was asked to leave, they let me stay in what was called the landing, which was the old bingo hall when we were there, and now it's the um, big sanctuary used for multi-purpose stuff, mm-hmm. and and that's where we have our faithful men ministry. But I, 
for years, 10 years, I had that room full of high school kids. And when I preached, man, it was like I was a four-score pastor again. <laughs> I wasn't a young life mamby-pamby. I was bringing it, man. <laughs> and kids were getting saved. Demons were getting bound up and cast out. And guys were being freed from drugs and alcohol. It was a move of God that happened in those 22 years. Now I'm retired. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Victor... God is never finished with us, is he? Never. You know, um, I remember an instance in my life when I thought, and, and this was back after Herb Marks took over as the pastor. Took over for me, yeah. And I still remember talking to him, and, and I was like, I, I'm done as far as vocation is concerned. Yeah. And here I am, I'm in my 40s, right? And I'm thinking, you know, the, my time is over with. I, I'm I'm in a desert and I'm never coming out. You know, we all go through that, don't we? Amen. You know, and Amen. and he was wise enough to pray for me, and you know, the Lord through circumstances helped to bring me through that wilderness time. But yeah. yet, that is part of God's plan and purpose for us. Not the sin, right? But the crushing that you're talking yes. about to yes. refine us, Amen. to make us what. He wants us to be. Remember that step six in the 12th step? It's allowing God to bring you to a place where your issues are exposed. Mm. And the only way that was done in me was that crushing. I, I don't know if I would have stayed that rejected guy with a performance deal going on or if God would have just freed me. But I do know this, that I thank God for everything that's happened in my life. Um, and I thank God for the people that uh, didn't do what Matthew 18 said, but it really didn't matter. They didn't come to me and ask me. They, I was just told that it was time to leave. And I get that. And, and I've, um, I, I had a bitter spirit, but not anymore. I, I've, I've found God's, God's grace and his mercy have been extended to me and my house and, and I am so, so blessed. You know, about testimony, because this is all part of my testimony of what God has done. But I've seen many people, when asked um, if they had a testimony or if they could share their te- testimony, struggle with that answer. And, and the, the reads, I thought, why, why are they struggling with that? Well, the reason we struggle with uh, our testimony, because our testimonies are formed in our hearts they're not just words. See, in the struggle that we find ourselves in is, is a 13-inch struggle, the one from our head to our heart. We understand the words. We, we get that. But it hasn't dropped into our heart yet. We often have that head knowledge of who God is in our life, but have really missed the heart conversion that can only be found in two words that I had to learn from my crushing and here they are, Chuck, openness and brokenness. Mm. Man, those are key words. The transparent heart that saw personal sin in their life that didn't allow shame to cover it and let it be hidden so that no one can see, and that's what I did. That's the heart that's honest and is exposure to what's hidden in, their, in our lives, and, and it brings it into an openness. Um, and I believe that's what God is expecting of us and why he wants us to, to stay open 
And, and second, that whole brokenness thing, it's, a, it's agreeing with God that, that we're fractured and we're damaged um, in the relationship that he wants with us. We, we struggle, that we, we got our issues, that, that we have divorced ourselves or separated ourselves from the promises God had set aside for us, that testimony. God has given us a testimony, but unless we come into openness and brokenness and allow ourselves to be crushed, we don't get to experience the fullness. We've got to come into an agreement with God. I'll do whatever it takes, Lord, to come into a place where I, I hear you and I feel you. Mm, yeah. Well, and that's a powerful story, isn't it? And I think it, you know, it, it is being honest with our true self, isn't it? Yes. When we share our when we share our testimony, mm-hmm. that we we acknowledge what we should all acknowledge anyway. As I mentioned earlier, that all of sin and come short of the glory. Chuck Olmsted yes. has sinned yes. and come short of the glory of God, Amen. and that he needs a redeemer Hallelujah. to save him. And that we can personalize that and say that is I need that I need I need the love of God in my life. And here's what I love though: First John one nine. If Chuck confesses that, if he confesses his sin, he that's God is faithful on Chuck's behalf to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the kind of God we serve. He's a God of second chances, but he's a God that wants us to understand. We have a testimony, and what we say and what we declare about ourselves needs to, it puts us in direct agreement and alignment with what God wants to do to fulfill our destiny. And we need to understand that. Come to God. Ask yourself, what is it, God, that you have spoken to me that I haven't yet heard? I, I wouldn't say, Crush me, Lord. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. But maybe God will have to do that to bring that revelation to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Victor, uh, after all of these years, it, it's amazing how we can go back and and we all have scars. Yes. You know, and I remember Dick Scott, who was a Foursquare missionary for years and years, and preached a sermon many, many years ago about scars. Yeah. And that is that there are there are wounds that are there but no longer have the pain. Amen. I can touch my scars. I don't touch the wounds that I may have, Come but I'll on. touch my scars Amen. and I can acknowledge that those scars are there and I can tell a story and sometimes even laugh about it. Exactly. You know, that once was a pain is no longer a pain. Mm. These are scars that I have and I can share in my testimony this is what I was. And this is what I no longer am. Amen. And that's the joy of restoration through through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is becoming a new creation. Yeah. The old has passed away. It's scarred up. You see it, but it's not an open, festering wound anymore. Yeah. Big difference between being wounded like I was and having a scar like I do now. Now it's a testimony because I know who I am. I know what God has done in me and through me and what he's doing with me right now. I have a voice. I have an authority to speak into men's life that I would have never had had I not been crushed, had I not been wounded. But I've been healed, like us all. And, and we need to be asking, 
God, what is it that you're saying to me? Look at our scars. Yeah. Look at our scars. Don't hide them. No. Embrace them. Yeah, yeah. And when we do that, Victor, it's not that we that we glory in that sin. Obviously not. We we're we but the Lord doesn't want us to be ashamed either. No. You know, and you and I were talking before you shared, you know, before we recorded this, your testimony, your story. You know, I texted you and I said, you know, the intention is not to bring shame back into your life. Correct. The intention is for us to glory in the in the goodness of God. Amen. So all of our testimonies, uh, you know, uh, uh, there are times people say, well, I don't have a testimony. Yeah. Well, it, if you've asked Christ in your life, you, uh-huh. you got a testimony. Amen. You do. And uh, he wants you to be able to, to articulate that. Yes. Yes, that is the heart of a testimony, that you would put a voice to what God is saying to you inside. Mm-hmm. God is waiting for your voice. Life and death comes from the words we speak. Why not start speaking life? That who God made you to be. You're, you have a destiny. There is a calling of God. So many guys that they're struggling. God, what is, what is your purpose in my life? What is it that you want me to do? I say, shut the front door, brother. Look at your scars. Find where God's brought you through the garden, your garden of Gethsemane. Find where you've been crushed. Find where that which you've hoped for is no longer happening. God says, I'm in that. I am in that place. We need to realize receiving a testimony is a blessing in lives. And guess what? By the people that are receiving my testimony over the last two weeks, they're going to release their testimony. If those guys were saying, I don't know if I have one, if they agree and say yay and amen with what I've been sharing the last couple of weeks, that testimony of theirs is going to come to pass. I believe that Revelation twelve eleven. I prophesy it over you, that you're going to be an overcomer. You're going to overcome and be bold as a lion with a word because you've agreed with my word over your life that you will be, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony, a conqueror. No more walking in fear, but you will be bold. It's, it's a legal declaration that his authority is in your life. Release it today. It's time to declare who you are. Well, Victor, we have two minutes, and uh, you're you're starting to get wound up, my friend. I, I was starting to preach. It. I was starting to preach. It. <laughs> you're starting to you're starting to crank it up, and you got Amen. two minutes. Amen. <laughs> but that's why I love you so much because you know you you are able to challenge men uh, to to come to that place of acknowledgement of who Jesus is in their life. Amen. My heart is that um, when God brings them to step six so that they can look at the character flaw, they would repent with openness and brokenness and become two things. Let them become the salt of the, and the light of the world, the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That's what God, two character traits that make us who we are. We are to be salt. To, to, to bring flavor into people's lives, and we're to bring the light to illuminate darkness. If we can do that, 
through our testimony, we are fulfilling God's purpose and calling in our lives. Yeah. You know, I really think, Victor, that it doesn't really matter how talented we are or how uh, good-looking we are or aren't, but I think people are attracted to honest men. Amen. Yes. I think, pe- you know, people are attracted to when when men and women are honest souls. Yes, yes. And in that honesty, uh, there is um, there is freedom. Yes. Because we don't have to put on any kind of airs or performance, do we? And God delivers us from all of that. And so we can say, yeah, that's what I was, but I'm no longer. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, if you want to learn more about Vic and uh, Victor Alinan, you can go to victoralinan.com. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-A-L-I-N-E-N.com. Contact Vic you want to chat or have him come speak at your men's group. Vic, thanks for joining me today on Heart of the Thank City. You, Chuck. God bless you. I love you, brother. I love you too. been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word call Chuck Olmstead 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com.